0: Welcome to Better Together Podcast from the ministry of Cowie Baptist Church. A podcast about the local church, the kingdom, and the gospel.
1: Alright, so what is up everybody? Thank you again for joining us for the Better Together podcast. My name is Tyler Pendergrass. I'm I'm the host of this podcast. Um, Today is a very exciting episode. Uh, We're sitting down with a longtime friend of mine. Um, We went to school together, um, spent a lot of time together. I'm sitting down today with Isaac J. Isaac, what's up man? How's it going?
0: Good. How are we doing?
1: Good. So how's your week been?
0: Uh, Not too bad. It's kind of weird being back. It's been raining a lot. Um, Rained probably what, six, seven times since I've been back? So yeah it doesn't i mean it rains a lot in honduras but like during the wet season it was dry season over there right now so mm-hmm. wasn't you sell that but this happens when you live in a rainforest so
1: right yeah we've been getting a ton of rain here yeah um but yeah so that's the reason i want to sit down and talk with you today so you just spent the majority of the summer on mission in honduras how long were you gone for so i was gone for
0: close to eight nine weeks somewhere in there maybe a little bit over eight weeks i left may 30th and then i flew back the 4th of august so yeah a little bit over two months um pretty much yeah the whole summer a good amount of time
1: wow yeah that's awesome so yeah you know, that's a a long time to commit on one trip. Mm -hmm. So did you just like, like, how did that come about where you're like, man, I feel called to go to this area and go for this long? And yeah,
0: so we went to Honduras in December, and I really felt the Lord call my heart there. I mean, I just started teaching Spanish. Spanish has always been a big thing for me. I I love, I love communicating with those people. And then, um, yeah, when we went there in December, there's just so many great people full of joy. There was a lot of abilities and opportunities to serve there so with me just starting to teach spanish i didn't have anything to do over the summertime or nothing planned yet and one of the organizations the sparrow missions we went with upper 90 but they correlated a lot of um activities together with sparrow sparrow has the school and everything i found out about their internship pro- uh, program and yeah i was like that really interests me i to, i want to i want to serve there for over the whole summer, that's
1: something I really want to do. So yeah, I signed up. Okay, yeah. cool. And what did the the preparation look like for planning to go for so long?
0: Um, just, I mean, most of it was just financial, just getting some fundraising. Um, it's my second time flying. I mean, there wasn't really, I mean, just just preparing um, for what my mission was going to be down there. Um, getting getting all my finances in order, but also you know just getting my heart prepared to just serve every day which is pretty much what we did every single day it was um yeah i won't get too much into the details but yeah
1: yeah okay cool so you left you said it was may is when you may left? 30th yeah. may 30th may 30th okay yeah um, so, with Spanish, like I know you, you caught on pretty early in high school, right? You took mm-hmm. Spanish in high school. Yeah. And yeah. Then, I mean, it, you say you're fluent in Spanish, right?
0: We're uh, <laughs> getting there, 70, 80%. I really realized I've said it a lot, immersion is the only way to learn a language, but mm-hmm. being down there for two months, it's it's crazy how much you learn. Um, but yeah, being down there in that country is really the only way to be, because as long as you're in the United States, like the way I compare it is when I would work with Hispanic people, there would be like, oh, like people would be like, oh, I don't want to talk about work. Well, when you work with Hispanic people, you kind of get limited to that kind of work vocab. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're immersed in the country, when you wake up, you're hearing people have conversations, you're going to sleep at night, you you know, making breakfast, all these different things. There's so much vocab that you miss out on mm-hmm. just in your daily life. Um, so yeah, um, Spanish definitely improved over the summer, um, just being immersed into it. I'd love to st- stay longer to... You know, just for all different types of reasons, but, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then was the...
1: Was the dialect different down there from what, like... Yeah,
0: they they use a lot of what's called subjunctive. It's kind of like when you express doubt, but um, also it's kind of like... It's, I guess, in some way to, like, kind of speaking more respectfully. It's just a different verb conjugation, but they use it where, like, people in Mexico, they use um, more kind of direct talking, like dime, which is tell me. They say digame. It's it's just a different way of saying it. Um, It's more... It's more respectful. It's it, it comes off as being less direct, direct. So, yeah, that's that's almost how they'd all use the subjunctive conjugation. hmm Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. So uh, where did you stay at when you were down there? So um, so Sparrow
0: Missions, uh, they have a school there, mm-hmm. and they have like 190 students all the way from 1st to 10th grade. That's where the church is, Kynos as well. They have a couple office buildings, but they just got done building – um, the, uh, mission houses. So they had mission houses. So they'd have teams come in every single week on Saturday. And I would stay with them. I would stay in the mission house. It come, it had like a kitchen, a little patio, had a bunch of bunk beds and a little apartment. They, 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 uh, Chris Weeks, the go director for uh spare mission. He, he, he was like, Hey, I have an idea. Let's build some mission houses, and they threw it together. They, they built the whole thing in, like, three months. It was awesome. They, oh, wow. they put it up really quick. I mean, when I got there, it still wasn't even finished. I helped them do the last touches, and then the very next team showed up, like, four days later. So it was, like, it was like
1: right on time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah. So since you were down there for so long, were you, were you kind of in the same area the whole time, or stay in the same house? or
0: Yeah. So the first seven weeks, yeah, I was – Solely with Sparrow. I mean, that's who my internship was with, mm-hmm. um, just with Sparrow. So a new ke- a new team would come in Saturday, and then the old team would leave on Saturday. And, yeah, it was doing – Doing the, doing kind of like, not like a routine, but going to like a lot of similar places. Like we would go to the CELO, which is the elderly's home. And we would dance with them and share the gospel. We would go to Central Park and share the gospel there as well. We would hang out with the kindergarten class. Um, We would go to the men's rehab uh, facility um, called uh, Ministerio Vita and do ministry there. Um, But yeah, yeah, it was,
1: yeah. Okay, cool. So what was the, was that the main purpose of the internship was you were meeting teams that came in every week and then help them go out on mission or what, what yeah, exactly so, did that look so-
0: like? As an intern, pretty much my responsibilities were taking care of the team, making sure they're comfortable. When we were at the mission houses, I was in charge of taking care of the mission houses, making sure, you know, of course, they're not getting too dirty. Make sure groceries were stocked, um, taking care of them, making sure that they had everything they need while they're at the mission houses. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, when we went out, I was in charge. I did a lot of music. I love playing instruments, so... I would play the cajon. I would play guitar. I would help him out during. We we were always playing music, playing music all the time. When we go to ministry video, we we'd play music. When we'd go to Asilo, the 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 old folks' homes, we'd be playing music. Um, we'd have meetings every night with devotionals, and we'd always do praise and worship before that. So I was either playing guitar or playing the cajon and singing. Uh, yeah. Oh, what was what was that? Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> no, I get so good. sidetracked. No,
1: you're good. Yeah, just like the the main thing that you did while you were there every week, like yeah, yeah, was, yeah. was it essentially like you're you're doing the same thing seven weeks in a row or like pretty each experience much different? Yeah, yeah. Pre-
0: not. I mean, we we of course we have to be flexible because sometimes things don't work. For example, we would always go to the Central Park, and the Central Park they got like in the middle of the city they got like the fountain and they have the San Pedro sign and people take a lot of pictures with it but there's also a lot of people that are homeless around there and there's a lot of people just kind of sitting around waiting around for just you know waiting for pretty much handouts but what we would do is we'd come there and we'd preach the gospel we'd play music and stuff and we would bring food with us as well but we wouldn't hand out the food or the water until um Until we were done, you know, somebody giving their testimony or just done with the service and whatnot. So some people would be there just for the food, but if they wanted to get food, if they wanted water, they at least have to, like, listen to the gospel. And then there's other people there, too, that were hanging out and stuff and would listen to what we'd have to say. And
1: yeah, 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 it was fun. So were the locals, were they pretty receptive to what was going on there? Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's a very, um, some people, um, they are very legalistic there, but for the most part yeah is they they weren't rude about it in any way they were you know you wouldn't get pushed away if you're if if they didn't want to hear what you were saying they would be they weren't like rude about it in any way people were very respect, receptive which was nice you know mm-hmm. it, you know didn't have to deal with too many like you know those those types of situations so
1: right you no know. so what's the uh, what's the the faith background that most of them have there is there like a a faith that most people would have there or are they Faith meaning like what, what I mean like are they more like like would they associate with Christianity? Would they, they associate yeah, with something else? Yeah, more But
0: it was when I say legalistic is more like it, it's either you. So a lot of they love soccer
1: down there, obviously,
0: mm-hmm. but a lot of the people just because you see how some ways sports gets with things you know you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it gets you people say it's for god and stuff but it gets so some a lot of the legalists of people would be like it's either you know the church or it's soccer and if you choose soccer you know that's it like that's you know okay. there's no there's no you know you're you're choosing the wrong path pretty much mm-hmm. um that's
1: how not that's not how everybody is mm-hmm. but um that's how a couple people would be okay. some people so yeah okay um, and then the area, the area that you were focused in, How, how do you pronounce that again? S- San Pedro.
0: San-, S- San Pedro. So like for white people, San Pedro Sula. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna say it like San
0: Pedro Sula.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that area, what is it more like the the of The area is it more like? Is it more? You know, underdeveloped region, or is it more like a it's, city? It's, what would... it's very urban, so it has like
0: one, It has a population of 1.3 million people. Oh, wow! So it's a it's a very big city. A lot of people think like, oh, you're going to Honduras, you're going out, and you know, in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, no, San Pedro is a huge city. Lots of traffic. A lot of things going on tall buildings um they have a lot lot of different businesses they there's a lot of american business too they have kfc popeyes <laughs> it's 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 yeah it's 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 a big city for sure yeah gd kfc i had popeyes there? i yeah. love popeyes we don't have any popeyes close to here so i was like anytime we had a chance i was like let's go to popeyes <laughs> yeah go on a chicken sandwich was it good? <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was very good. Yeah, yeah. Everything's in. Uh, the, the, normally, the sides will be a little bit different. Like it will come with like rice and beans or something like mm-hmm. that as your side. But then they have um, um, like mashed potatoes and normal stuff. Yeah, they had. I remember their man- their menu was in uh, Spanish, obviously, and yeah. it was like I was reading the sides. It said papa puree, which was like pureed potatoes
1: and i was like yeah pureed potatoes what that sounds terrible <laughs> like, what is that and it was just mashed potatoes, was mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. so i was like oh <laughs> duh that's funny but yeah so yeah i guess talking about food too like what was it a culture shock going down there with the food that they prepared or uh i had i was like i said we'd been in december so i was i was
0: pretty prepared for mm-hmm. it um it was not really a culture shock i was i, I love hispanic food just in general like right. so i was Open for, and I'm always open to try new things, so mm-hmm. it wasn't too crazy for me. I enjoyed it. If anything, like I, I love the food. Like baleadas, baleadas are kind of like it's like a big soft taco with like you put like beans and eggs and chicken and then a bunch of different stuff on it, and that's kind of like a typical Honduran dish. That's that, they have baleada express. I mean, there's little chain restaurants just specifically made for baleadas. So yeah, that's that's there's a lot of those down there.
1: Right. Yeah. Cool. So, so the majority of the time you're spent with Sparrow doing the internship there. Um, were you the only intern that they had, or did they have a couple? Or
0: so there were there was four in total interns. Um, mm-hmm. Me and Faith were there for the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she got there a day before me. Um, but yeah, me and Faith were there pretty much the entire time. And then a couple of them showed it like showed up a couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. Like one of them showed up like week four, and the other one showed up week five. So there was four of us in total. Um, but me and Faith were there, like, the entire time. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, cool. And then, so the majority of your time is spent with Sparrow. That last week, um, Uh a team from our church came down and were on mission there. Were you with them that week? Yes, they were. So, Cowie came down the very last, uh, the very last
0: week. And that's when I ended up, actually, they came down with Upper 90. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was with Sparrow, which are two different organizations. So, I ended up switching and going with them and doing all their different stuff. Excuse me. Um... Yeah, so I was with uh I was with Sparrow for seven weeks and then on the very last week Cowie came and they came with a group called Upper Ninety with Tyler and Tyler wasn't actually there at that time, but Jorge and Judy, so mm-hmm. I ended up going. They stayed at a different hotel, and we kind of their their ministry is in a couple different spots. They go down to Santa Marta. I don't know if you've uh, heard of Marlon, but that's where Marlon lives. He's a famous Honduran s- soccer player. Used to play for the the big team down in San Pedro. He's an awesome player, but now he does a lot of soccer ministry and he does a lot of work through Upper ninety. But Upper ninety, they go to a lot of similar places. That's how I actually met Sparrow, but um. They do like they they go to a couple different places.
1: Okay, um, um, similar but a little bit different. So, what did that look like? Like the difference in the two? Like we kind of talked about what you did when you were with Sparrow. So, when you were with our church in Upper 90, how did that week look different, or was it was it similar? Or? just between upper
0: 90 and like what, Sparrow,
1: like what you were serving what you were doing whenever you were with upper 90 and with kawi what were you what, As, were the what was the like? difference compared with sparrow mm-hmm. yeah.
0: with with sparrow i was more directly involved like i was one of the interns and people would show up and they'd be like hey this is faith and isaac they're here to pretty much help you if, if you need help with translation uh if you need something you can come to us and i we can help you with that because that's where i mean that's it's, we signed up for an internship there to go and serve right. there. So um, the the teams that would go with Sparrow, I was kind of dedicated to them and making sure, you know, they had everything. That, not like a servant, but, like, you know, making sure, like, they're, you know, anything that they need, their needs were met. Um, mm-hmm. And just also helping them throughout the community. Like when we'd go to Rancho Bonito, which is kind of one of the poor communities, that's where a lot of uh, Sparrow's ministry is in Rancho Bonito. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, making sure that they were comfortable, making sure that they had help, uh, you know, make sure they didn't run off anywhere pretty
1: much, um, uh, Again, I forgot what they're
0: called. Yeah, I, so I then, get on these rabbit trails. No, no, you're
1: good, man. So then that's what you were doing when you were with Sparrow. And then yeah, with, and with then Upper 90, what were you guys with doing? with Upper
0: 90, so with Upper 90, I was just kind of part of the team. I was just okay. there with Upper 90. Uh, Judy and Jorge were the leaders of the group. And I I, I helped with music in the morning. But um, I was just – we would go to the different places. And I was just like a team member. I was I was with everybody else serving. So I had more of a kind of like a leader le- leadership role when I was with
1: Sparrow. With Upper 90, that last – Last week with Cowie, I was just part of the team, so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you guys were mostly te- I know they do, like, a soccer-based ministry, right? With yes, upper 90. yes, so you- yes. They're, especially, like, what I said Marlon,
0: he's a professional soccer player, played for the Honduran team. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of soccer-based ministry. We'd run a lot of drills, have a lot of games, do a lot of different stations and stuff, and then we'd always always have, like, a gospel-sharing station, and then we'd bring somebody in and have a testimony. Um, Marlon has a group of uh, kids that he's... Um, Lead, leading, or he's he has them in a leadership program, and he's kind of ministering to them and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, upper ninety is more. I mean, upper ninety means like the top left hand corner of a goal because. Oh okay. Yeah, that's that's where the word upper ninety comes from because it's a satisfying goal, but like, it 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 relates to
1: the gospel too. But okay, that's cool. Yeah. So um, the the areas that you were in. Like, safety-wise, I know a lot of people, whenever they hear about people going on mission to other countries, especially a country that you would feel like is much different than ours, um, what was the safety like? Did you feel secure while you were there?
0: Well... I'll start off with Rancho Bonito, because that's where I was most of the time with with Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rancho, I felt completely safe in. Rancho Rancho was known to be more dangerous, um, but ever since they've started doing gospel there and started doing ministry, um, since Sparrow's been in there, he, they've chain a lot of a lot of the the core leaders from sparrow are from rancho bonito so they're big influences in their communities there mm-hmm. and they yeah walking through rancho bonito now in this day i felt completely safe I, I mean there was we have teams in there every single week three four five times a week so it wasn't you know strange for anybody being like oh they call you gringos there so like oh like some gringos now it was is completely normal mm-hmm. um it used to be there used to be two gangs and ever since sparrow came one of the gangs has just just disappeared so there's just one gang there that kind of runs all of it but they don't really there's no most of the most of the violence was gang on gang so they don't really mess with anybody else there they kind of control the, the whole area so while he was in rancho I, I really you know didn't feel not too scared and i would let people know that too all the kids running on the streets and you know it um yeah i felt safe there in rancho Um, In Santa Marta, I I can't speak too much for Santa Marta. Um, I I felt safe there. I can't speak for everybody there. Marlon did tell us that there was a lot of crime there in the past couple weeks there, just um, amongst several different things um but i didn't spend too much time there so as long as marlon's there because marlon pretty much has asked the people that live there if it's okay to use the field so Mm -hmm. him bringing everybody there um there wasn't really any danger to be expected Mm -hmm. so um yeah i mean for for the most part i felt i I felt pretty safe i didn't really feel any danger okay yeah
1: that's good um Let's you know see so you there for so long. What are some memorable stories that you have during your time there? Just some big oh. moments to stand out.
0: Oh man, I wish Irvin, um, Irvin, um, he was on the video last last Sunday. If y'all watched the video last night, mm-hmm. he's just such a, an amazing guy. I mean, if I, I heard his test, he, he always gives his testimony while he's down there. He um he he uh, well his testimony is just amazing. He mm-hmm. He used to come so Rancho Bonito started when in her, in nineteen ninety eight there was Hurricane Mitchell mm-hmm. and it it killed over seventeen thousand people in Honduras and a lot of people from the mountains came to San Pedro Sula, the big city, for refuge just because, you know, all the all the damage and stuff. So that's how kinda of Rancho community Rancho Bonito community started. Mm-hmm. And so Irvin came with them out of the mountains and he learned, you know, to he he was learning to not a lot of good things. Learning how to steal cables and go back in the streets from his buddies, and then one day, I mean, I'm cutting this really short. His 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 his, his testimony is way better than I'm giving it credit for. But pretty much one day, a, a group of missionaries came up, and one of them just opened up their arms, and he opened up his arms too and gave him a hug, and through that hug, he accepted Christ. And from that, uh, he's just he's he that, that man has so much energy and so much love for for God and Christ. It's it's amazing to see. It's absolutely magnificent. When we would go to the old folks' home, mm-hmm. he would call, he had his little tambourine. He'd be running around. He'd be dancing. He'd be doing a bunch of great. He he just brings his energy with him. You know, mm-hmm. he has his joy in him. And when he wasn't there, it just felt like a you know like an element was missing. So yeah, Irvin was you know. Super memorable guy, um, what else do you want me to have another story yeah where? yeah um also uh, william william he's uh he's the first missionary with sparrow um, so his story is I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cut it short too I'm not going to give the whole thing just because you know um, so he 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 and his family ran into a lot of trouble at Rancho Benito, so they had to flee pretty much outside of the community. And he had to go work for his uncle. And he was cutting grass with a machete for, like, 80, 100 limbs a day. Which is, I mean, maybe $3, 3 or $4 a day. And he got into contact with Chris Lopez, which is the national director of Sparrow. And he's like, you know, like... Chris, there's no hope here. We're we're out here just working so hard. We we can barely make a living. There's nothing. So Chris invited him to come back and stay with him. Like okay, like maybe things are co- coming down. You can come stay with me and work with uh work with a uh, sparrow for a little bit. Um. So anyways, so he he started to it, God put in his heart into um. Sorry, I'm running out of into uh william's heart to become a missionary Mm -hmm. so he was he was writing all this stuff down in his notes all these ideas that he had and at the same time chris lopez came up to him he's like hey man what would you think about becoming a missionary he's like chris look i already i already have all these notes i've been i've been been praying about this i've been thinking about this this is exactly what i've been wanting to do Mm -hmm. so no this is all this is awesome so yeah so that's what he's he he goes down to oh it's it's a it's a city farther south of san pedro and he's working on ministry there so that, that, that was just you know awesome how god was already working beforehand you know before they even realized so absolutely yeah yeah that's awesome um so do you plan to go back yes i want to i definitely want to go back i being there two months, I made so many connections with so many great people. Um, it was, it was hardly even at first, you know, being there for, you know, a week, you get a taste being there two months. You, I mean, you really dive in, you, you really connect with some people, especially, mm-hmm. you know, doing kind of similar things each weekend, doing, um, just, just relating with people and connecting with people in all awesome different ways. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Answer your question. Okay. For sure. Uh I think That's we're awesome. going in
0: December, I believe. So I would like to go again. I don't know if I'll be able to do another two months there. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to make that large investment of time. Um right. You know, but if I get the opportunity, then uh, opportunity to, to do it again, I definitely will. Okay. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah, that's cool that you were able to go this time. You know, worked out with your job. You know, having the summers off, mm-hmm. being able to go do that. Yeah, that you know, was cool that you were able to do that. Um, yeah. I guess one more thing too. So, if somebody maybe is a little anxious about going, maybe feeling called to that area of the world, um, what advice would you give them? If they're feeling anxious,
0: don't feel anxious. Just go. And the The ministry that we do, especially with Sparrow, is 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 super safe and it it it's an experience that you know if God is placed in your heart you shouldn't you know back out on you should definitely go it um it's life changing and it really is being able to see the joy that these people have in their hearts it's it's definitely worth the risk i guess mm-hmm. the the risk but and all the all the communities that we go to like Rancho Bonito it, it's it's nothing unsafe it, you're completely safe there and you can you can just do great things i would 100% recommend it Awesome,
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you sitting down today. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna wrap things up here. Um, thank you, guys, again for listening to the for to the Better Together podcast. Um, you can find other episodes on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Um, and we will also have a video version posted to YouTube for you guys to watch as well. Um, so yeah, we're gonna wrap things up again. Thank you again, Isaac, for sitting down with us today. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. God bless. Bye bye.